If you fundamentally don't understand what your carbon footprint is, then it's quite hard to make a difference. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It is great to have you here. Thank you for hitting play and choosing to listen to one of our inspiring guests. Before we get into the interview, I just want to say a big, big, big thank you to Paul Finch from Growth Studio for the introduction to this week's awesome guest. So thank you, Paul, for that intro. And in this episode, we are talking cleaning products. We're talking why you might not want to run a subscription business. We are talking about tips for doing a wholesaler trade show. So a trade show where you're trying to get people to stock your product. We're talking about the power of free gifts and brand collaboration. There is an awful lot that my guest is sharing with us today. So Make sure you listen right to the very end so you don't miss out on her top tips and my own take on this episode. Are you part of the free Chloe's e-commerce club? Why not? It's my free online club where the whole e-commerce master plan audience can come together. It's all about helping you improve your e-commerce business, solving your marketing challenges, getting advice from other retailers who are facing the same challenges as you right now. And yes, I will personally be hanging out in the club Monday to Friday to help you too, which makes it the only place where you can get my help one-on-one. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. Come on and join me now. Just go to ecmp.info forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come on, join me and hundreds of our listeners at ecmp.info forward slash club. Do you, like me, have a bit of a software tools habit? Well, I love a good tool and the impact it can have on my business. For me, a good tool is one that solves a problem we have, that can save me and my team time, that improves performance and where the price is 100% worth it. That's why I've always got an eye on the latest tools to appear on AppSumo. Not heard of it? AppSumo is a site where you can buy key software tools for your business once and own them forever. For example, we use a tool I bought from AppSumo in 2020 for $49 to schedule all our Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook posts. In fact, whilst creating and promoting this very episode, me and the team will have used at least 10 tools I've bought from AppSumo. I'm a big fan. So go on, check out what's on offer right now by going to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. That's ecmp.info slash A-P-P-S-U-M-O. And I bet you'll find a brilliant solution for at least one of your problems. Go to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. And now to introduce our special guest. Laura Harnett is the founder of Seep, a certified B Corp selling eco house cleaning tools. Founded in 2020, they're now doing a million pounds a year in sales via their Shopify store and wholesale channels. Hello, Laura. Hi, Chloe, and thanks so much for having me on. It's great to be chatting with you. Um, how did you end up in e commerce? So I've been working in consumer and retail for 
20 years now, consumer retail businesses. So as a buyer, as a strategy consultant, and then my last role was um, as a director of digital for Selfridges. So I guess I learned a little bit about how to run big e-commerce stores, very different to starting up a new brand from scratch on you know, much smaller platforms like Shopify. But I managed to take some of what I knew from that into into setting up the store for Seep. I, I had a look through your, you know, your kind of CV on LinkedIn. I was like, wow, Laura's done some amazing stuff. And then the, the, the immediate thought that then went through my head was, why on earth has she done a startup? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not the most obvious next move based on your CV. So why did you choose to decide it was time to start Seep and something of your own? Yeah, I must be completely insane, Chloe. I mean, like, you know, and that's how I, you know, I never, ever thought I would run my own business. I always, you know, saw these kind of startup founders, thought they were very brave, a bit insane. You know, I loved the fact that I just got my salary at the end of each month and that my job was relatively secure. And that that's how I you know, had some fantastic roles with some amazing businesses. And then towards the end of my time at Selfridges, I started angel investing um, in a very small way in consumer brands that I loved and got to know the kind of startup world a little bit and really loved it and decided that that was probably the future and if I wanted to stay relevant in the kind of consumer and retail, I should, I should, you know, get closer to that world. I then had a sort of personal moment, really, which I, I was diagnosed and then treated for breast cancer, which I think, you know, it was halfway through my, you know, I was in my early 40s, kids, you know, and it just really, you know, I always say that it's one of my, you know, I had so many silver linings to it, you know, tough at the time, but just makes you reassess. And that's exactly what it did. It just I just decided that, look, I've, you know, I've put some money aside. I've learned lots, but actually now I want to do something for myself. And so that was another trigger. And, you know, the third one was I, I just felt like I, if I didn't do this, I had this idea if I didn't do it, it would be one of my regrets in life. And I just didn't want to have a regret. So that's that's in a nutshell why I decided, decided to take the plunge. It is kind of mad how those things coalesce and come together at the right time because any two of those and you might not have done it. Yeah, absolutely. But with all three, it becomes such an obvious I have to do this. I have to do this type scenario. I have to do this exactly. And there are just a couple of others. One, one was I read this Harvard Business Review article, and in a nutshell, it said, you know, in your forties and fifties, you are more likely, you know, the chances of success are much, much higher, and you know, because you've got the network and you've got the capital and the sort of, you know, experience to, to make a better go of it. And so, you know, there are and there are lots of others as well. I just think, you know, some of these all come together absolutely. And, and it's hard to say no. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know that feeling, and no regrets. I'm guessing you're glad you took that that step a couple of years ago. Overall, no regrets. I'm not going to lie. You know, there are some days when you just go, "Oh my god!" You know, <laughs> this is so difficult. You know, it's, you know, we've all been through, you know, the kind of lockdown, and then you know, the end of lockdown and iOS 14, and you know, you know, there have been some tough moments already, even though we've only been going for a little while. But like all of them have felt you know like things that have made made us a bit stronger or certainly made me stronger definitely okay let's talk about seep and how it is right now so where in the world are you based and where is the business currently selling to so we are based in the uk i'm based and most of the team is based in london and basically the 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 moment i decided to set up seep was 
pushing my trolley around the local supermarket. I love sort of sustainable challenger brands that are sort of have great products, but also that have a sort of bigger mission. And I decided that this was the, a category that didn't have any of that. There was nothing for me to switch to. So it's the sort of eco cleaning accessories where you've got brands like Spontex and Vileda and uh, Marigold and that's what Seep is all about and we sell online so on our own website we sell on Amazon and we increasingly sell to wholesalers and, and retailers as well. I say as a, as a consumer and I guess I can't be purely a consumer because of all the stuff I do in the industry but as a consumer it feels like we're kind of bombarded by sexy cleaning product brands that are sustainable you know what should you use a solid soap bar or a refill or a five litre drum or refills and that's you know it's like a mind-boggling all the options we've got but in the actual what do you use to do the cleaning it feels like like there's nothing out there so have you found it's been a really good space to be in yeah absolutely and that that thinking was what made me set up SEEP. So, you know, I, as an angel investor, I had seen a number of the sort of refill cleaning spray brands out there. I could see stuff in the, in the laundry, like you said, or in the laundry category. And yet when you went to the, you know, when I saw the accessories space, there wasn't a challenger brand there. Not everything was made of plastic. It's wrapped in plastic. It's made of plastic. There's horrible kind of green top scourer sponges you know are also really ugly um and I just couldn't figure out why no one else had done it and so it's been a really good well good move up till now you know there are some other a few other brands out there but not very many of them if at all are purely on the cleaning accessories space and the sustainable areas and you've obviously grown pretty fast going from 2020 to doing a million a year already. And you've got two separate sales channels on the go, the Shopify side of things and the wholesale channel. What does your team look like to deliver on all of that? You know, we started out, it's, it was myself and um, this amazing lady called Jean, who I was, when I was a buyer, she was the commercial accountant looking after all the numbers, understanding it, unit economics, and she's she's gone on to do lots of ops type things and so she was the first person I brought in to go look can you just check to see if I'm being you know if I'm you know I'm barking up the wrong tree and she's she's more like a co-founder than than anything else and so she kind of keeps an eye on um, the numbers and makes sure that all the ops works Um, then our marketing we pretty much do everything in-house so we have um, a marketing manager with a sort of fairly strong technical background on SEO and paid uh, who you know then picks and does more of the generalist stuff as well so she's she's uh, she does a lot of roles and then we have someone who looks after community and someone on product so we've got about six people in total and some of us you know four full-time two part-time community something I'm a little obsessed with at the moment as it seems to be everyone's doing it but it means so many different things so to you guys to the team at SEAT what does community mean? So for us community means the sort of basics of managing our customer services you know we get quite a lot of emails in asking questions about um, our products or following up orders so it's dealing with that in a way that means that they're building up a relationship so one of our key values is you know be human um, because I think a lot of the time it feels like you're speaking to bots and so Camilla who runs all of that is has just got a fabulous way of, of communicating with our customers 
And then it goes through to sort of social media. So working with content creators, influencers, posting organically and creating content, you know, cleaning hacks do really well for us. And so and making sure that that community is getting more than just product from us, but they're getting sustainability information, they're getting cleaning hacks and that they, you know, we stay top of mind so that they come back and and reorder from us. Do you think, kind of leading on from that, that education and helping customers understand things is a kind of a crucial thing we should be doing as brands now to build sales and build relationships with the customers. Because it feels to me like it it's increasingly important, especially in the sustainability space, to educate the customers so they know how to do better. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a really one of our another of our mantras is is to go beyond cleaning. And we've got kind of two key things to communicate. So one is all about our products. You know, why have we designed them the way we've designed them? what's the material we're using you know so some of some of the decisions we've made we want to be able to share that with the customers so that they can understand and so there's a lot of product information how do you make them last as long as possible how do you dispose of them at the end of its product life so that you're not you know you're leaving the sort of smallest footprint on the planet so all of the kind of the product information and then we feel like we have um a duty and an opportunity to you know use our platform for good for like a bigger social purpose you know so you know have we often share we have something called the seep which we send out once a month which is sort of packed full of interesting articles and podcasts and you know pretend you know petitions that sort of thing so that we can you know share other people's voices on on topics that we really care about and that we think our customers care about so much more than you'd expect uh any of those brands you mentioned earlier you know kind of the old the old school uh mops and and, and cloths brands to do it kind of you can imagine imagine old world people having a conversation going so we're going to send them a, a, an email that includes podcasts and interesting articles <laughs> it's just minds exploding all over the company. So yeah, it's very cool. Thank you for for running through all that. Now, one of the interesting things I thought it was interesting anyway, I saw on your website is that you are using free gift to incentivize spend thresholds, you know, customers to up their basket value, which I, I always think is an underused tactic by people. But I thought the, the really interesting thing is you're not free gifting your product, your free gifting alternative product. So at the moment, it's a tote or a laundry liquid gift, which obviously you're selling the tools, not the consumables. So I thought that was a really, what what led you to be giving away something you don't sell? So we use it for two things. So, and we're still testing this. The reason we do it, so we sometimes give away our products because we want to drive trial. I said the tote at the moment, you know, all like overstock. So the tote is a sort of fairly useful product, but we'll also want to clear out because we've got some new ones coming in. The reason we offer other people's is that we offer them our audience. So in this case, sort of laundry, we're offering them, you know, access to our audience. And in return, they will do the same thing for us. So they might include our, you know, one of our single sponge scourers in with all of their orders. So it's a kind of customer acquisition on both sides. 
So we're offering that opportunity as well as trying to drive our average order value up. And what we found is kind of really complementary brands work really well. And, you know, it, it offers the chance to introduce another brand to our customers that we think that they'll really like. And, um, and if, we can, if we can share the love, then, you know, that comes around too. I love that. It's delivering so much more than just an incentive to get an order. Yes. Well, that's, yeah, that's the plan. And we're, we've been playing with it because we don't offer subscriptions, which has always been contentious, particularly with investors, because, you know, the model is, you know, hook people in with a subscription and then they keep coming back. And we don't do that. We haven't up till now. We've, we've kind of thought very long and hard about it. And so for us, trying to get that average, initial average order up as high as possible for that first purchase is, is really important for our economics. And so, you know, gift with purchase is one of the key ways we've done that. I think subscription is an interesting angle, especially for the sustainable business, because I, I know people who have subscriptions and myself, actually, right now I have a toilet roll overstock. Um, but, you know, I know people who have subscriptions to sustainable brands and you end up with way too much of it, which is completely what we're all trying to avoid in the first place so I it's an interesting tricky uh, debate uh, I can imagine the investors being an interesting debating point on that one but there was one last thing I wanted to ask you about Laura before we head towards the top tips which was I was as I've already said I've been snooping around your LinkedIn profile and not long before we we're recording this you did your first trade show kudos for that uh, for anyone else thinking of doing their first trade show because I'm sure a lot of our audience are uh, first of all could you just just confirm whether you were selling to consumers or wholesalers via this trade show and then if there's any tips you could share or lessons learned that would be awesome yeah, I, so this was our first trade show. We got very excited about it. This was very much for wholesale and retailers. And so if you look ahead at where we think the growth is going to come from in our business, you know, that is going to be the main, you know, we're hoping to grow across all of our channels, but retail and wholesale is, is expected to be the largest one. Um, we've got the product right. We've got, our, you know, all of our distribution set up. So that's why we decided to do it. And it was fantastic. We got a sort of startup rate to be there. It gave us the chance to meet and practice our pitch with retailers. Some top tips, I think we hadn't realised that there were going to be kind of press and influences there. And it was so fantastic to meet the people that we've been reaching out to on socials to do, you know, to vote for gifting opportunities and they were there in person and I think if you can find a trade show that are bringing those kind of people in kind of make sure that you've got some magic moments and some freebies and some you know because uh, I think that was really magic and actually off the back of that you know we you know our Instagram reach really boomed last week because they all posted which was an unexpected benefit of the trade show and then the second thing I'd say is you know we, we had originally because you want to try and capture all of your leads and the first few hours, you know, we kept we had leads and we had a fairly complicated way of capturing them on our on our laptop. And then somebody was like, let's just go to clipboard and a piece of paper, which, you know, doesn't seem very high tech, but actually just worked a lot better because it, it just means you can scribble things down and you're not all peering into the same laptop. And the third one was don't have too much free product on show. 
because I think you've got a lot of at these trade shows kind of serial trade show visitors who kind of go around and just fill their boots. Um, and so uh, I think that was we had quite a few you know moments when you know we recognised the same people coming round and round again with empty bags and just filling them up and, and heading off. So um, yeah, that that would be another a third one. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Are you part of the free Chloe's e-commerce club? Why not? It's my free online club where the whole e-commerce master plan audience can come together. It's all about helping you improve your e-commerce business, solving your marketing challenges, getting advice from other retailers who are facing the same challenges as you right now. And yes, I will personally be hanging out in the club Monday to Friday to help you too, which makes it the only place where you can get my help one-on-one. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. Come on and join me now. Just Just go to ecmp.info forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come on, join me and hundreds of our listeners at ecmp.info forward slash club. Do you, like me, have a bit of a software tools habit? Well, I love a good tool and the impact it can have on my business. For me, a good tool is one that solves a problem we have, that can save me and my team time, that improves performance and where the price is 100% worth it. That's why I've always got an eye on the latest tools to appear on AppSumo. Not heard of it? AppSumo is a site where you can buy key software tools for your business once and own them forever. For example, we use a tool I bought from AppSumo in 2020 for $49 to schedule all our Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook posts. In fact, whilst creating and promoting this very episode, me and the team will have used at least 10 tools I've bought from AppSumo. I'm a big fan. So go on, check out what's on offer right now by going to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. That's ecmp.info slash A-P-P-S-U-M-O. And I bet you'll find a brilliant solution for at least one of your problems. Go to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. It's time for the Top Tips round. Well, we are now into the top tips arena. Amazing advice around trade shows already, Laura. My mind is still boggling from those. But right now we're going to do the top tips, which is the section that gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. So, Laura, are you ready for these? Yes, I am ready as I ever will be. (laughs) Excellent. That's all we can ask. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? So I would really recommend, and I can't imagine that very many of your listeners have Friday, lovely Friday off, but um, I would recommend a book called Cradle to Cradle, which in the sort of sub- subtitle is Remaking the Way We Make Things. Um, it was published in like 2002, and it's all about the circular economy and under- and thinking through how you make products. And so for me, it was just a complete eye-opener. It's a fairly quick read. The concept is that most products are made cradle to grave. So you, you extract materials, you make it into a product, but that product is always destined for landfill. 
so grave you know and if you recycle it then you might you might it might do one more loop round but it will still be destined for the grave whereas cradle to cradle is all about the circular economy and figuring out how do you make products that are meant to kind of you know come back to life and so you know composting for example is a way that if you can have something that composts that puts nutrients back into the ground you know it then will grow more things that then can can keep going you know can can truly be circular and so for me it was just such an eye-opening book and it just turns on its head how you think about product and so that's what I would recommend. And a book ahead of its time as well. Massively ahead of its time, yeah. I mean, this is you know, it's over twenty years ago, and uh, you know, now it's it's only it sometimes feels only recently that people started talking about the circular economy. Yeah, my my career started similar time as yours about twenty years ago, and I think if I'd have gone into work <laughs> back in two, the early two thousands and gone, we need to go circular, everyone would have called me insane. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But I love it. I, yeah. And it's, it's, I promised a really quick read. Excellent. That's what we like. Okay. A traffic top tip then. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? So for me, this is brand collaborations. One of the fantastic things about being in our space, and there aren't really very many other people in it, with some really obvious adjacent brands and categories, has been that we've been able to do a lot of brand collaborations. And as the cost of advertising has increased, you know, for us, this has worked really well. So we do a couple of these a month. Some work better than others, but it's just a fantastic way of tapping into each other's customer bases and growing in a in a pretty organic way and there's lots of ways that you can do that too so we've loved it and it also means that as a founder and as, as the sort of wider team we've made fantastic connections with other brands and have learned with them as well so for me it works on lots of levels yeah I think there's there's so many different angles to brand collaborations that can really work and I, I totally can get why especially as a startup to be having conversations with people doing a similar thing it can be absolutely brilliant right then the tool top tip maybe a collaboration tool a social media plugin a phone app or just a way of working is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day so I'm going to be speaking and say two the first one is in Influencer Hero. We used to do kind of influencer outreach and in a sort of fairly haphazard, very labor intensive way. And I'd say, you know, we started using Influencer Hero. We did we looked at various tools on market. And this has really changed our game in the amount, you know, we've been able to scale up the, the amount of outreach we've done. We've been able to track, you know, track conversations. It really made quite a big difference. And then the second one, very briefly, is Slack. It just makes kind of communication across the team, especially when some of us are remote, much, much easier. Always Slack. But I haven't heard of Influencer Hero myself, so I'm going to have to go and check that one out as well. So thank you for that. Uh, and then the carbon top tip. What's your favourite way to reduce the carbon footprint of an e-commerce business? So, I mean, this sort of thing is right at the heart of our business. So we understand the carbon footprint of all of our um, products and we try and reduce it as much as possible from product to distribution to everything else. Uh, and then we offset the rest. So my top tip would be understand the carbon footprint of your products. I think it's something that, you know, you can start switching light bulbs off and that sort of thing. But actually, if you fundamentally don't understand what your carbon footprint is, then it's quite hard to make make a difference. 
So, I mean, some, there are some tools out there like um, we've used one called Impact Forecast, which makes it easier to, to understand your carbon footprint. We've also partnered with a charity, uh, our sort of carbon offsetting charity, and actually they help us understand our carbon footprint by product as well. Excellent. I love that. Work out the numbers first, everybody, then you know what you're dealing with, which sounds so simple, but is quite hard if you don't have the right partners on board to help you do it. Laura, thank you so much for all of that. Um, Before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? Yeah, so um, we, our handle on social media is The Seep Company. And that's our website as well. So www.seatcompany.com. That's the best place to come and find us. Um, Unfortunately, we don't. We only serve the UK at the moment on our own website. We haven't gone international. Lots of reasons behind that. That's probably another podcast. But that's the best way to to get in touch and uh, find us. Brilliant. And that's SEEP, S-E-E-P, everybody on those. S-E-E-P, yeah, which stands for Sustainable Everyday Essential Products. That was the source of where that came from. Ah, cool. And I believe you might have a, a nice offer for those of our listeners who are in the UK. Yes, we've got an amazing discount code. So we're offering 20% to all of your listeners and uh, the code to use is Masterplan. And I think, Chloe, you've got the, the link that you can add. We do. We'll make sure that's on the show notes for everybody. Um, Laura, thank you so much for that lovely offer, helping all of us here in the UK go a little bit greener. Uh, And thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been lovely chatting with you. And I wish you and your team all the best for the future, because you're clearly doing some really good things, both in e-commerce and uh, for the world at large. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me on, Chloe. And I have to say that your podcast is um, a regular regular listen for me when I'm walking the dog. So I'm excited. to to hear all of your episodes as well. Awesome. Well, I will at some point, I shall try and do a cheeky little shout out to put you off your stride whilst you're walking the dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here, Laura. Well, it's always lovely to interview one of our own listeners. So a real treat to get to chat with Laura there. Plus, how much did she share, guys? How much did she share? You got tips and inspiration there around why set up the business and what led her to do that. Some brilliant insight into community and into how they've gone about setting up their team to grow as fast as they can. Subscription or to not subscription. We talked about those trade show tips too, and then some brilliant top tips. I have to say that book, Cradle to Cradle, I will be going and looking up because it sounds like it's possibly a bit of a hidden cult classic, maybe. Well, to get your hands on the notes in this episode, including the top tips and links to the things we were chatting about, head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, or go straight to the correct page by using our short link ecmp.info forward slash whatever the number of this episode is. When you get to the website, make sure you add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the things I share to help you improve your business, like our recent mini-series on the overstocks problem and like the series we've got going on right now over on our sister uh, podcast, Keep Optimising, where we're looking at community and how to build community. Not a planned incident that, just a a lucky happenstance where we've been talking about it in this episode. And if you like this episode, then please do check out episode 377, which is all about Grove Collaborative, an amazing business in the USA selling cleaning products. 
And um, actually, when we finished recording, I was chatting to Laura about how great that that episode actually is. So go and have a listen to that one too. Thank you so much for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. You are listening carbon guilt free because this is a carbon positive podcast, which means we've bought the carbon credit credits even to offset all our production distribution and you're listening to this show. So you've just listened to this episode carbon guilt free and you can listen to all our episodes that way as well. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners like you to succeed and thrive with your businesses, including progressing along the path to net zero. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a lovely week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.